Welcome to the audio podcast of the Edward Jones Chatting Cage, the show where you can talk face-to-face with your favorite MLB players and personalities. Welcome into the Edward Jones Chatting Cage. I'm Tim McMaster, and stepping into the cage this time around, we have Lonnie Chisinau. He does it all for the Cleveland Indians. He's played in the infield. He plays in the outfield. Lonnie, now you're stepping into the chatting cage. Thanks a lot for taking some time for us. Oh, no problem. Love to do it. And fans, you know how to get involved. You can use the MLB Fans app and get your questions in that way. Use the hashtag ChattingCage on Twitter or press that Get In Line button on your screen and ask your own question of Lonnie Chisenhall. We're going to start on social media, Lonnie, and we're going to start in the Indians clubhouse. Padres Babe wants to know, who is the clown in the clubhouse for the Indians? Uh, It's usually a starting pitcher. So, you know, Carlos Carrasco is probably number one. Corey Kluber is probably a close second. Uh, they, they have the most free time. They only play once every five days. So, you know, they're able to get creative and, uh, you know, pull some stuff off. But, you know, everybody gets involved, and uh, I just don't have as much free time as they do. I was picturing Mike Napoli. But uh, talk about when we go to the clubhouse and, and joking around. Obviously, a little bit ago, Jan Gomes was in a slump before the injury. Uh, and you guys had, had a ceremony in the clubhouse to try to break him out of it. And that kind of went viral on social media. Who was behind that? You know, uh, it was me, Nap, Jason Kipnis kind of got together, and, and we thought we needed to do something to, you know, pay our respects to the baseball gods. Uh, as, as it turns out, he got a hit, uh, but it backfired. He, he separated his shoulder, you know, the very next day. So, you know, maybe we didn't do it right. Maybe, uh, you know, it, it was just meant to be that way or uh, – you know, who knows? But, you know, stuff like that was fun. All The team got dressed up. Everybody was really coming together, you know, to, to get behind him and let him know, you know, what, you know, he meant to us, you know, as a teammate. So it, it, it was pretty neat to, to get all that done. Unfortunately, Jan's, you know, on the DL right now. But uh, he got a hit out, hit out of it, so it worked. Yeah, and he'll be back, and hopefully when he comes back to this team, thanks to that, he'll be red hot. Uh, this is the – Edward Jones, Chad and Cage, your chance to ask some questions of your favorite players. We have a fan on the line right now. Go ahead, tell us your name, where you're from. Go ahead with your question for Lonnie. My name is Will, and when you're done with the game, home and away, how long does it take you to get home or where you're going? You know, it, it depends. Uh, I can get out of the field in 10 minutes, but usually I'm one of the last guys to get out. So, you know, I think last night I got home three or four minutes before midnight uh, for a seven o'clock game. So, you know, if, if I need to get out, like tomorrow we have a day game, so I'm going to take my uniform off, shower, and get in my car and go home. Uh, you know, you, you got to get a full night's rest, you know, before you play a, a game at 12 o'clock. And, you know, some nights you need to stay a little longer to recover. So, you know, you, you can be gone in 10 minutes or, you know, it can take you up to two hours. I so, love that. You know, it, it just mix and matches. I love that he said home and away, too, depending on. Obviously, it takes a long time to get back to Cleveland from a, from a game against the Angels uh, out in Los Angeles. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What is that? Uh, we lose probably six or three-hour flight and a three-hour difference. So that's six gone there. All right, let's go back to the MLB fans app, Lonnie. And, and Drew DeBru wants to know, uh, do you think with this roster that you currently have with the Indians, you guys have a shot at making the World Series? You know, it, it, we think that every night we walk on the field. Uh, you know, we, we made upgrades at the trade deadline. We got Miller and Geyer, and th- those guys are just adding to what we already have. Uh, we, we have a great starting pitching staff. 
you know, our, our lineup one through nine has the ability to hurt you on any given night. So, you know, that, that's definitely a positive. We're not we're not counting on one guy, you know, living and dying by, you know, the, the two, three, four, five hitters. You know, it, it can be seven, eight, nine um, that can do it any night. And that, that's kind of, you know, what we what we like about ourselves is, you know, we, we hold each other accountable. We all go out there every night and, and have the ability to do big things. Yeah, so, I, got, I mean, I, I, could, I could definitely see us there. You guys have the lineup, and obviously you got that great rotation as well, the bullpen getting better. It seems like everything's kind of coming together for this Cleveland Indians team right now. In the thick of a pennant race, obviously, MWEG 517, Lonnie, wants to know, what is it like in Cleveland now that the Cavs have won a championship and you guys are in first place? You know, to be honest, I was – them winning the championship was probably the biggest boost to you know putting fans in our seats you know uh they won they they had the parade cleveland was you know it was going crazy for that day you know our, i know our whole schedule to get to the ballpark was a little a little difficult so and and once you saw them win it you know and we we started winning some ball games you know fans were in the seats and and, and that you know, as, as a player's concern, that's probably one of the biggest motivators is, you know, somebody here, you know, supporting you. And, and they supported the Cavs. You know, it, it was crazy to see the turnout for that parade. And, and now being in first place and, you know, seeing what winning a championship or just, you know, being successful can do for a city, that, that's, that's huge. So, you know, we, we really, you know, love them showing up, you know, even uh, – on a, a day game on a Wednesday, you know, you got 20,000 people here. That's that's a huge difference maker. Does it make you envision uh, yourselves on those floats in a parade situation? Oh, that, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not sure, you know, what I would even, you know, do in the parade. I, I, I'd love to have, you know, just getting after it with the guys on the team. Uh, you know, it, we're a much bigger, you know, I think basketball is, what, 15 or 20 guys, so, and, and we'd be – you know, probably 35 or 40 strong, you know, as players. And, you know, it, it would just be fun to, to be together and celebrating, you know, as a city with, you know, two championships in the same year. Yeah, it's certainly cool to see Progressive Field rocking again, a, a ballpark that when it first opened, they had that long string of sellouts going uh, for so many years, and now it's back to that excitement level. We have another fan ready to go here, Lonnie. Uh, fan, just tell us your name, where you're from. Go ahead with your question. Hey, Lonnie, I'm Connor from New York, and I'm just wondering, what's your favorite hobby off the field? You know, I, I tend to – I have an addictive personality, so you know, I, I tend to dabble in a, a lot of things. Usually in the off season, I play a lot of golf, uh, do a lot of fishing, and I hunt. You know, during the season, it's a little, you know, more difficult to do things. So uh, last month, I, I picked up a drone. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to start messing around with the drone thing, uh, you know, flying around, taking pictures. Uh, you know, but I, I just dabble. Usually you pick up some fads. Uh, I definitely don't play Pokemon Go. That's going around right now. Um, but, you know, just whatever to keep you busy. I, I read a little bit, uh, play some video games. You know, it's usually you follow whatever the group's doing. Lonnie, we actually had a question about whether or not you played Pokemon Go, so you got that out of the way. <laughs> no, I don't play Pokemon Go. Outstanding. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. Uh, certainly in yeah. a ballpark, too. Fans, don't play Pokemon Go at the ballpark. 
All right, now it's no. time for our EDJ question of the day, Lonnie. And the question is, what was your reaction when you found out that the team had gone out, pulled the trigger, and brought in Andrew Miller? You know, I, I think I was, you know, I was out having dinner with Jason Kipnis the night before the trade deadline, and, you know, there's just rumors flying around. Everybody's involved in every trade. So, you know, we were just talking. We are like, wow, it would be really nice, you know, to have Andrew Miller because, you know, we're about to go to New York, and, you know, nobody wants – no lefty wants to face him, let alone anybody. So, you know, we wake up the next morning, and, you know, they had pulled the trigger. So – you know, our, our front office was up all night. I, I know they looked tired the next day. Uh, but it's certainly an upgrade not only to our team, but, you know, to not have to face the guy, you know, for the Yankees. So, you know, it, it's a positive. We're about to head there, you know, this weekend. And, you know, it'll be fun to, you know, uh, see, you know, what kind of boost he's going to give to us. Has he mentioned whether or not he's going to grow the hair back out? Because he obviously had to cut it oh. all off when he went <laughs> to the Yankees. Yeah, I, I think the hair and the beard are going to start, you know, making his way back out. So uh, he, he said it may take a while, but, you know, it, it's nice to let it go every now and then. All right, we have, the, have another fan here ready to go, Lonnie. Fan, if you just tell us your name, where you're from, go ahead with your question for Lonnie Chisenhall. All right, my name is Isaac from Ohio. My question is, what do you think your biggest change was when you moved from third base to right field? You know, it, it, it was such a long road to become I, I think I turned myself into a pretty good third baseman towards the end it was such a long road to get there and you know moving towards right field it, it's it's kind of you know a personality thing where you know I, I think that the position or just outfield in general fits my personality um, you know it, it, you're and a, and a few of my strengths are able to show where you know people or maybe weren't aware you know I can run a little bit I can throw a little bit and I you know right field was just you know it was just meant to be so you know once I was out there had a a few good nights you know it kind of just snowballed so you know third base was a long road for me and I was you know proud of everything I did there but you know for some reason you know I, I was made to play right field. That's pretty cool to be to be asked to do that and to, and to make the change Lonnie and to be able to thrive uh, the way you have in the outfield. Uh, that's a pretty neat thing. Do you feel like you should have been playing in the outfield all the way along the way? <laughs> no, you know, I, I think a lot of the, the things that I worked on and was able to, you know, do in the infield helps me in the outfield. So, you know, with, without those, you know, the footwork and the quick release and things like that, you know, it, it could be that I wouldn't be the right fielder that I am today. So, you know, it, it's it's – you know, I'm, I'm happy the way it happened. You know, you go down there, you want to be versatile, you want to help the team, and that was the idea behind it all. And, you know, like I said, it kind of snowballed, and, you know, here I am. So, All right, we have another fan ready to go, stepping into the cage. Uh, fan, just go ahead with your name uh, and go ahead with your question for Lonnie. Okay, uh, my name's Connor. I'm from Texas, and my question is, uh, who was your favorite player uh, when you were growing up? You know, it was uh, – you know, the Atlanta Braves were my team growing up, uh, but I, I was a huge, you know, Cal Ripken Jr. fan. I, I think, you know, I, I was a little kid, and I remember, you know, the day he broke the record of consecutive games played and, you know, running around the stadium, like pretty much, you know, a whole city stopped to, to you know, thank and congratulate him. So he was one of the most, in, you know, impactful players for me growing up and uh you know also chipper jones um you know he, he was he was so fun to watch he was ever just 
everything seemed natural to him. Uh, he enjoyed the game, and, you know, the, the 90s Braves teams were fun to watch too. So, you know, I was able to come home from school every day, and they were on TBS, and, you know, it, it, was, <laughs> it was a good situation and a good time to be a kid and a Braves fan. Yeah, and a couple of guys that played over there on the left side of the infield as well. This is the Edward Jones chatting cage, your chance to get in line, get some questions into your favorite ballplayers. Use that hashtag chatting cage as well. And we have another fan ready to go right now. Go ahead, tell us your name, where you're from, and ask your question for Lonnie. Hi, my name is Andrew Reeson. Um, I'm from Connecticut. Um, I just wanted to know, what is it like to play with or against guys that you know will go down as Hall of Famers? You know, that... <laughs> I was just able to reflect on that this past week. Um, you know, they, they retired Jim Tomey uh, this weekend into the Cleveland Indians Hall of Fame. And, you know, it, when he was here, my locker was actually next to his. So, you know, I, I got to, you know, take BP with a Hall of Famer. And that that's one of my – the things I'm most proud of. Um, you know, and being able to play against other future Hall of Famers too. You know, uh, Derek Jeter – uh, Mariano Rivera, um, you know, just just anything. That's that's something. You know, you know, everybody's not a Hall of Famer, but you know the way they treated people, the way they treated me, and you know, I, I was just honored that they knew my first name. Uh, so you know, it, it's cool when when you get to be around that type of talent, but also you know that type of person. So that that's what the biggest you know difference maker is for me. All right, Lonnie, we are actually out of time, but thanks so much for taking some time to, right. to get into the cage, and good luck the rest of the way with the Indians. All right, thanks. I appreciate it. All right, that's going to do it for another edition of the Edward Jones Chatting Cage. Make sure you tune in again next time.